Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, guys. Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. How are you? Thanks for listening. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a freaking fantastic weekend, man. In Chicago, Illinois at Zany's in Rosemont. Holy shit. What a club. What a weekend, man. Shows were unbelievable. Feeling, uh, feeling really good about my, my hour of stand-up right now. Um, so hopefully going to lay that down soon for a special, you know? There's no rush on that. You want to do it in the right time. And, and I'm trying to think of other ways to, uh, to put it out there, you know, um, creatively. Like, not just stand-up in the special. Obviously, uh, Avery Pearson, that, that'll be an element of it. The, uh, the improvised music we've been doing. The uh, improvised crowd work music. But, uh, you know, you want to you wanna do it right, the first one. So, um, But I'm getting closer. So it was a blast. Thanks to everybody that came out. Thanks to all the ALN fans. So many of you guys. Jody Collins, shout out to you. ALN fan of the week, baby. Uh, this motherfucker drove from, what was it, Detroit to Chicago? Maybe Wisconsin to Detroit to Chicago? He took a trains, planes, and automobiles type journey to see the show and was so sweet and uh, big ALN fan. And, uh, dude, thank you for coming. Jody Collins, email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com and we'll, just, we'll send you some ALN merch, all right? Send us your address and we'll send you some free shit. Uh, thanks for listening to the pod, dude. This week is a busy week of tour dates. Wednesday, August 30th, 8 p.m. I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv here in Los Angeles, California. Wednesday, 8 p.m. Josh Wolf, Andrew Santino also on the show. My boy Avery Pearson. Come out. Get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Hollywood Improv, 8 p.m. Wednesday, August 30th. And then August 31st, I'll be headlining the Ontario Improv. Uh, first time in Ontario, California. That's the Inland Empire. August 30th, 8 p.m., Thursday, get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. And then, of course, West Palm Beach Improv just added. I will be there September 7th through the 9th uh, at West Palm Beach Improv, bringing Sandy Danto and Avery Pearson. Super pumped. Get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. That's West Palm Beach Improv, September 7th through the 9th, baby. Brad Williams got back from Guam. Holy shit. If you listen to our podcast with Bert Kreischer, the Birdcast, four hours. Uh, we ended with some Guam hilarity, and uh, I don't know if Brad was going to come back, but he is, because he's getting married this weekend, baby. Can't wait to talk about that. That's going to be amazing. And then after that, Brad heads to Kansas City to do the improv September 14th through the 16th, so get your tickets to bradwilliamscomedy.com. Uh, today's episode, man, continuing in our streak of 90s uh, teen heartthrobs. I hope you guys enjoyed that Freddie Prince Jr. episode. It was unbelievable. And we're going to uh, just keep it rolling with another unbelievable episode with stories and and experiences and, um, and and just a conversation that was uh, just, you know, the total package. Um, uh, Andrew Keegan is our guest today. Andrew Keegan, you might know him from Camp Nowhere, from 7th Heaven. He was Jessica Biel's boyfriend. You might know him from 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, countless TV shows, Step by Step, Full House. Look up his IMDb page. He's been in everything and anything. Uh, man, he talks about 10 Things I Hate About You, working with Heath Ledger. Filming Camp Nowhere, um, a lot of great behind-the-scenes stories, too, from these sets. Like him and Heath and, and, and Julia Stiles getting high. <laughs> and uh, and just the business, too. How he got into it at a young age and how he almost got American Pie. And uh, just a, a real real fun chat, man. And uh, he also shares um, a lot of uh, insights into Full Circle, which is a open-source spiritual community center that offers growth-oriented workshops uh, and other events, and it's just a, uh, a a a place that helps you, you know, passionately seek to inspire and empower the community around you. And it's a very supportive, loving colony of people 
uh, open door policy, and uh, he started this thing from the ground up, and it's pretty incredible to uh, to see and, and hear what he did with that. Um, he's a Venice dude, uh, living in Venice, and uh, and 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 still working. And uh, dude, it was just a great chat, you know, a, a guy too that like has been. On every teen girl's wall from those teen beat, teen bop magazines with him, JTT, and Devin Sawa, and, and uh, Jonathan Brandis. So, Andrew's the shit. I met him briefly because he guest starred on Hollywood Darlings, which was the other show that partnered with Return of the Mac on Pop TV. And, uh, and I met Andrew at the premiere, and we started shooting the shit, and I, I, I got his email. I said, I would love to, to have you on the podcast, and, and we made it happen. So, really great dude. Uh, even... Uh, even uh, better in person than I, uh, than, uh, you know, guys like that, you just don't know, you know, you don't know. He, he was super chill when I talked to him, but I didn't uh, know he was going to deliver like he did on the podcast. So I really can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Uh, follow Andrew on Twitter at Keegan underscore Drew. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Alien Podcast. Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, at Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram, Alien Podcast on Instagram, about last night podcast.com. Uh, for all your ALN merch and past episodes and present episodes. Speaking of which, Thursday, looking like the day, baby, we're going to release the, the new site and the merch, so be on the lookout. Um, hopefully. That is about 90% sure, so keep your fingers crossed. Can't wait for that. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. Rate and comment on the iTunes page. Tweet at us. Uh, and let us know that you loved an episode, what you loved about it. Uh, email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com with your ALN highlights, favorite moments, how you get into the pod, where you listen to it. And again, we'll read some of these moments on air and send you some free merch for being a great fan. All right. Uh, great apps coming up. Sarah Tiana, uh, TJ Miller, uh, another big Academy Award winner who's in a movie with John Radinsky. I can't say more than that. Um, Joey Lawrence, uh, Joey McIntyre's coming back. Brent Moran's coming back. A lot of fun, so make sure you subscribe. All right, now we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Andrew Keegan. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. It's about last night. We do a. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, he said, I'm here. I said, look for the dwarf and follow instructions. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the start of any fantasy yeah. novel. Yeah. Well, we, t- we just talked about the other day how <clears throat> people that. Because, you know, the uh, <clears throat> windows in, the, in this apartment complex are all pretty, like. Like, a lot of the people can, like, look into the middle of the complex, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Brad comes over sometimes three, four times a week, and, like, you know, there's. I don't think anybody in this complex knows I do a podcast. So like three, four times a week, they're just seeing a little person come over, and they're just like, "What the fuck is going on over there?" I mean, <laughs> the one time that I walked in in a full leather outfit and a ball gag, yeah, that. Kinda... Well, they probably knew what was going on there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, either that or the people that see the street, they go, "You know what? I see these random celebrities just show up, and then a dwarf runs out and gets them." <laughs> And brings them into the building. I don't know what the hell is happening here. That's probably actually. (laughs) All right, so I just kind of, I don't want to twist it out. No, dude, just grab it and just fucking, you know. Grab it, pull it towards your face. (laughs) Put your hand on it gently. (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't be too aggressive. It's kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> this way? No, just leave the mic, but like maybe you. Oh, I move this way. Oh, really? We don't want the mic blocking here. But you can have it. You can have it close and probably uh, closer to your yeah. your face. My first time being a disc jockey. Right? <laughs> you do have that radio voice. All right. It's interesting when you hear yourself. Right? Huh? That's why you do this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're we love the sound of our own pipes. That's pretty. I mean, we don't care about talking to people. We don't care about learning about the process. It's we're just, just circular experience. Just narcissists. Voice. That's it. We just like to hear the sound of our own voice. Sounds That's like it. America, right? <laughs> Didn't you do voiceover work when you first started? Uh, you know, I've done some. Yeah. Not you know, I, I did a one of those workshops at one point, and. It, I, I don't think I was very good. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it left me with, I don't think You were I'm like, Bud Light's actor. the best. They were like, it's Cheetos, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they probably thought, like, well, we have Andrew Keegan. Why are we making it just his voice? We yeah, got to show that. We got to put that punum in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, use the word punum. I'm starting to bring punum back. Punum back. What yeah. does that mean? That's uh, like a Yiddish... It, I don't it? know. I, I think, think it's a Yiddish, <laughs> Yiddish thing that means I've heard face. my super Jewish mom say it, and then she's, I feel like, said it was Yiddish. Yiddish. Punum. It's yeah. It's like an it's like an, uh, an affectionate like, oh my little punum. You know like. So Brad was hitting on you. Is, what <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely thousand percent true. We're in uh, we're in West Hollywood. I'm just trying to blend in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good. And so, then and then you've lived out here your whole life. Are we are we already doing this? Yeah, we darn right. right in. We're oh, going. It just, just goes. There's no uh, opener. Like this is a I mean, used podcast. To, we could give you a cheesy open. Like hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the About Last Night podcast. It is Brad Williams and Adam Radar. Special guest today, Mr. Andrew Keegan. See, and then we do the fake that's applause. That's gonna make yeah. it. That's yeah, gonna yeah. Make it. <laughs> that's why we don't do it because Brad gets all jazzed up. Like yeah, that. and I and I just get I I've. <clears throat> had some radio days and then I kind of like flash back to that and you know hey we got stacks of tracks to play here on a Friday night you know and, and that's just bad see now that is talent <laughs> now I know why he's is here. that what you call it <laughs> that's that's talent have you did you have to for um, press <clears throat> junkets like do morning radio stuff for movies you know and, I did yeah uh, that was a while a little while did back, you enjoy so. that part of the uh, yeah I mean this is fun we'll yeah go out and talk and ha you know hang out at yeah, right? uh, a studio somewhere yeah it's fine yeah because um, so, a while because we uh, you know we have to do it like almost every weekend for like you know when we do a weekend at a comedy club it's like you do the morning press or TV and sometimes they're it's just hit or miss they're just so you don't even know if they're there or listening they're just like so hopped up on coffee at 6am and and it's kind of like uh, we were saying earlier they just like hearing themselves for sure you gotta jump in once yeah, in a while yeah 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 it's like <laughs> wow you asked me a question then you answered it right, okay right. I don't really need to be here <laughs> There's like two or three of them too. They just go back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought I was supposed to answer a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys even want me here? Exactly. Uh, being in LA uh, and being born and raised out here, were you like always intrigued by the business? Was it something that uh, always had your interest? Yeah, I think I really grew up, you know, in, in LA. Being in LA, it was always around. But both of my parents were in the industry, so my mom did oh, nice. care. My father mm -hmm. was um, an aspiring actor, so he ended up a lot of extra work and always on set, but not exactly you know, literally in, in front of the camera and yeah, the way right. he wanted to be. Uh, so I think that was probably one of the, uh, you know, driving forces, is, you know, family's doing it and I'm a kid and I'm like, I'll do it. You're around it. It seems yeah, fun, right? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, any, anything to get out of school is fun. Yeah, so that was, dude, I think a big dude. I mean, that was a big driving force. You forget force. that that is such a driving force of any kid to yeah. do something that's not like, missing it, school is like so rebellious. I'll yeah. blow your mind. I don't know what, spawn this idea to look on the internet and search but I found my first commercial which was a, um, a 
Frosted Mini Wheats commercial. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was 12 years old and I did a Frosted Mini Wheats commercial. It was like me and my grandma, like grandma thinks something and there's frosting. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. line. But, uh, so that was my first real experience. I like plain mini wheats. You mm. need frosting on them, grandma. Exactly. Otherwise, you're not cool. And it was like back where they were just starting to figure out the camera moves and it was like a drop you know, the, the frosted mini wheat went in my mouth and the camera came down. So that was like my first experience. I got out of school. I was 12 years old. The commercial came out like three months later. And of course, you most popular kid at school, right? Taste of, yeah, it was like, wow, we saw you on my morning commercial or cartoons in your commercial. And so oh. that was my first real taste. Wait, the commercial was packaged in between morning cartoons? Of course. Oh, it was a frosted mini wheats commercial. That's prime. <laughs> Where else would you mini play Wheats that? buys uh, that uh, big ABC ad. News? No, it's. <laughs> Yeah. News at 11 it, and Frosted Mini Wheats. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no. Ran during 2020. So you have uh, Barbara Walters and that just leads right dude, in. So you were in between like Doug reruns and like. Yeah. Oh, you remember. Fuck oh, yeah, dude, that's, come on, man. That's, that's our wheelhouse. Oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm racking my brain. Uh, uh, what was the duck one? Uh, DuckTales. DuckTales. Darkwing Duck. I mean, Disney I mean, Afternoon probably. You were all over that. There was, was, uh, so good. It was Tailspin. So good. A lot of duck Tailspin. related cartoons back mm-hmm. in the day. Gummy and now bears. Look, we got one for a president. Oh, so. oh yeah, we do. No, we do. It, we can make this oh, fine it, from mini wheats to Trump. <laughs> that was what a segment, yeah. what a segue. <laughs> but I mean, Wait, that, I want to know though, yeah. real quick like being at school, then after you do that, because that's like, I mean, for any, I don't know if there's any uh prep course for like a child actor to like experience that amount of adulation and attention, right? Like when you're at school afterwards, is it like. Are, are you immediately cool with it or is it, it like was, overwhelming? You know, at the time, I actually had some kind of a you know bully experience. So I'm, and, and the memories are vague. Oh, shit. So it worked to a degree, you know, and it was good for it to a degree, but it also got you sort of that other kind of attention where it's it's like, oh, you're that guy, you know? Yeah. So it's a, sort of a, both sides of it. Kids um, deflect. They're like, yeah. they're almost seeing it and be like, that's so cool. But then, oh, you think you're better than us now? Yeah. Just because you, you get free mini wheats? Exactly. <laughs> you're like, well, obviously that does make me better than you <laughs> if you pulled up in like a mini wheat van and a mini wheat jumpsuit <laughs> i should have i should have worked it out let me live a normal life just giving everybody a, a lifetime supply of mini yeah. wheats and then it would have been great yeah uh and then yeah. and as it continued too there was um you know working outside of school and having to get the teachers to get you your your school work became another uh you know a, a thorn of, of contention with the teachers yeah because it's like oh special attention so right. in a weird way it did have sort of an adverse effect over over those those years as well so and, but you're, and would you be gone for like a w- weeks months sometimes just you know there were a couple of films because I was in school when I did Camp Nowhere, of course. And so yes. that was oh my God. God. classic. I mean, let me be honest, one of the greatest movies <laughs> of all time. Working with uh, Christopher Lloyd at 15 yes. years old was really very cool. And you, you recognize how dope that was, right? Oh I mean, God. like, yeah. 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 He, I mean, you had. What did you. You're 15, so you're, you had seen Back to the Future at that point. Oh, of and, course. But he really was not necessarily super excited about working with like five 15 <laughs> year olds. So it wasn't like we had a whole lot of camaraderie yeah. there. A couple sure. scenes. I mean, he was you know he was in his trailer and, and yeah. didn't necessarily want to come hang out with us. Sure. I didn't understand. Yeah, right. Now I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. I don't. I don't hang out with fifteen year olds. Where did the, Where did that? Where did Breaking that, news. Yeah. No, I'm only thirty eight. He was, he was yeah. even older. Yeah. Where did you guys shoot that? Uh, we shot it in in a, in the L A area. Placerita Canyon um, was where a lot of the camp was. But I'll never forget the first day of our rehearsals were January seventeenth, and I'm going to say nineteen ninety four. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was the year of the earthquake. The day of the earthquake. No. Oh 
Oh shit! Oh, the first day. So I was so excited. It was like my first movie. I'd done the commercial. I had done a few things along, but this is my first. And movie. you're like a big part in it, right? I mean, yeah, like, that, yeah. like uh, one of the leads. Yeah. Dude, so yeah. I went to Disney. The the building and the window was crashed in. <laughs> it was like. I don't. I guess. I, I guess we're not rehearsing today. But yes. I was like, I was going. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know. I thought I mean, maybe we were still rehearsing. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is six point nine. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're up in California. Yeah, dude. You're probably like very not uh, just conditioned to expect earthquakes. Yeah? You know, most of there's two kinds of earthquakes. There's the rolling ones, and then there was what January seventeenth was a, a, just a pounder, and mm-hmm. so that was actually a much different experience, and that that was frightening. Yeah, because I mean, I'm a local too. I grew up in Orange County, and like when I went to college and my roommate was from Texas, the first earthquake we had was like a 5.2 and mm-hmm. he freaked the fuck out. Like he, like this was like a dog running around barking like, oh my God, what's happening? It's, a, it's fucking Armageddon. I barely woke up. I'm like, dude, it's like five point, like we can tell, locals can tell like it's a 5.2, yeah. no big deal. Like, yeah. You I'm, can still get Chipotle, the yeah. world isn't ending. Right. You kind of you do one of those things where you're like, as it's going, you're like, yeah, this isn't going to be, uh, uh, no, we're good. Yeah, we're yeah, good. yeah, yeah we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Seconds of that. Yeah. <laughs> and being on that first movie, Camp, uh, Camp Nowhere, that kind of had to help. Being that there was a lot of other like kids on the movie, it wasn't just all adults, and you you know were completely out of place. Well, you know, uh, I, I like this little bit of trivia to to, and maybe I should see if you guys know this for oh, sure. Geez, fire so away. you know the obvious people in the movie, <laughs> yes. yeah. But did you know that Jessica Alba was in that movie? What? Yup. Did her not first, know that. Her first movie, she was Kissing Girl One. So Jessica Alba's first movie too. I mean, that's like that's like. Did you know Matthew McConaughey was in Angels in the Outfield? You know, I did not know that. See, ah, so we were now who's and Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody was in Angels Angels in the Outfield. Dude, they're both like other like Uh, they're two outfielders. All of Adam's trivia revolve around the movie Angels in the Outfield. Anything Tony Danza (laughs) did, I know everything about. There's a lot, but there's a lot of working actors in when they you know when they finally hit. They've been doing stuff for years, you know. So. Yeah. Did you uh, did you and Alba have any um, you know uh, report? And you're like, someday we'll date on another show. <laughs> Look, we were all 15 years old. I'm going to leave it to your imagination. <laughs> we were, it was all very innocent. That's the best. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you but you're 15 and you're on a movie set with essentially no adults. You're like, we're filming Camp Nowhere. Maybe we can see if this can sexually go somewhere. You know. <laughs> we, you know, we're, we're we're we have trailers. We have trailers. <laughs> Why would they give us trailers? Wait. Uh, hey. You know. To, to, yeah. To sleeping no <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. uh wait so what was the audition process like for that is it um, that was a tough one yeah uh, they you know they at that point to take you through the ringer i think you know and i'm so excited and i just want to get a you know i want to get a job yeah mm-hmm. you know every every kid you're it's like a game once you, know? you got a taste of it you were like all right i'm in is that pretty much how it worked for you yeah it's overcoming the fear i think and, and that's sort of an overriding life experience you're overcoming the fear of the audition then into you know, can I do this? You're 15 years old. I mean, I, yeah. I had very little experience. All of the kids had very little experience. And, you know, um, I was, uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful experience. Like, just to be that age and to have that opportunity, it's awesome. Get you, out of school and go yeah. and make a movie that all your friends are going to see. It was really cool. Were you nervous for auditions or did your folks kind of give you some... You know, I think advice, uh, or? I think you're always it's a yeah. awkward anybody has been on it's not normal it's yeah. the most awkward thing yeah. ever. just walk in there's four people <laughs> sometimes more chair. just staring yeah. at you going this. impress us right and as as cool uh, and organic as you can make the small talk to it's like never normal no because it's just such a weird way to like you know you're waiting to go in they know you're waiting 
like it's just like who's gonna say something first like <clears throat> i sometimes just panic and walk in and i go the band's back together just immediately and they're all like what i'm like i don't know guys like you know i didn't want you to speak first because like you probably wouldn't have said something weird like that and now we're getting into it and they're like okay sometimes it works and sometimes they're like you want to just read the scene and i'm yeah, like yeah, okay yeah, great yeah. yeah that's the one i think that and all, all of the auditions i've probably done at least hundreds if not thousands of auditions over the years but yeah there's there's definitely been a few of those moments that didn't start off <laughs> yeah right. dude i'll never forget the quick and the dead that was a ended up being a leonardo DiCaprio. yeah that was movie. the sharon stone western movie yeah. i came in and I think I was coming out of like the volleyball scene. I was like 13, 14, and I called the cast director. Just kind of was like, "Hey, babe," slipped <laughs> it in there. Whoa, that didn't that didn't go over well at all. Really, the it's casting just, director doesn't like yeah. me to call her babe. You know, go figure from yeah. like a fifteen year old. I was just trying to. Be yeah, nice. but you were ahead of the curve. But you were yeah. fifteen, but you had eighteen year old swagger. I think so. Yeah, was, there was yeah. a swagger. Yeah, that, dude. That got me in trouble. Andrew Keegan sexually harassing since fifteen. Yeah. All right, yeah. hey babe is not. You know, that's <laughs> an endearing. Make it. Yeah, I mean that that's an endearing. You yeah. know what though? Also, your intention was genuine. You know, yeah. you were just like, yo, like I'm. Um, it was a kind of a slang yeah, for time. Sure, we were, you know, in that kind of scene, if you will. And sure. did, but yeah, it didn't go over well. Wait, Speaking of awkward moments. Were you, uh, <laughs> is that, was Leo one of the guys you were, um, like, who was the crew that you would go to auditions? You know, I feel like you always hear those stories. It was like me and this guy and Breck and Meyer. And you know that, uh, I, I don't remember ever seeing Leo at an audition. Yeah. He started young. He was getting movie offers from yeah. pretty much the beginning. But uh you know, I just did a film actually with Thomas Ian Nicholas. Nice. So we hey. were, he's been on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's really great. He's we, the best. We did a film some years ago with this vampire uh, documentary uh, style film, and so yeah, we would always uh, see Cross each other paths, yeah. and, and ended up, you know, yeah, we kind of have a similar type. So you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're in the room with those kind of guys. I would imagine people have looked at him and said, "Hey, loved you in Ten Things I Hate About You," and have probably looked at you and said, "Oh yeah, you're great in American Pie," and you're like, "Not." <laughs> me but <laughs> it's an that's an interesting story yes. I'll I'll you know uh, share real quickly I was shooting 10 things and came down and met with them the the, uh, the filmmakers of American Pie and was gonna mm -hmm. do that film yeah and uh, it was back and forth and it's a longer story that I don't need to get into but you know back and forth agents are working it out and the the the, the schedule of the 10 things they, they did they had a crossover of a, a music band or something uh, I think it was Save, Save Ferris. Ferris I think yeah, yeah I was there in that scene we'll talk about that later oh that's I'm great. an extra in that scene yeah <laughs> I'm from Seattle look at look yeah, see, yeah man this is, this, oh. is, this is crazy Reunited. we were just talking about it no we met before this we were met before good. this yeah I'll tell you yeah. we uh, oh that's this is gonna be good yeah yeah so to to just to wrap that up we yeah ended up not 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 happening for me but then yeah yeah just saying it ends up being Thomas and Nicholas which yes I've heard that many times you're a great American pie I was like ah you don't oh, know man. how close that was actually <laughs> that happens so often right just scheduling like jam ups it was a day crossover which would have been wow. a totally different life experience like literally I was gonna do the movie I had the script I was gonna do it and oh, we you just waited so waited. good in that it just would have been yeah. a different yeah you know, and I look back and I'm you know of course what are they make three four ten films sure yeah so, you know, at a million dollars a pop you're kind yeah. of like Ugh. yeah <laughs> you know ten things as great yeah, as it is yeah yeah or at least give me that day but, off yeah yeah no yeah shit. and what got me is they didn't end up needing me that day and oh, I was just like, no man you were just sitting on the side like just well I, I i guess your consolation is a free safe ferris concert yeah well no i actually uh, i've been talking to them about coming down and doing a doing a show at uh in venice so it's a yes weird, full circle story but yes dude that's amazing yeah, and you're like you you could have uh, simulated oral sex with Tara Reid. 
that could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there are some similarities to this not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I hope that's what you say on your deathbed. You're about to go and like, Andrew, yeah. what, what, what sort of knowledge, what sort of thoughts do you have on your life? Simulated oral sex I, with Tara Reid. Or it's like, thank God. <laughs> thank God I, did. I didn't. Yeah, thank God I'm not tied oh. to that memory. I would have died 20 years earlier. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so wait. So did, you guys shot in Seattle the whole time on 10 Things, We right? were in Tacoma. Tacoma most, at yeah. Stadium High School, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So wait, tell me your story. All right, so now I'm curious. Born and yeah. raised. Uh, and um, the party scene, um, I think there was a line where a kid... Basically, before a fight happened at the party, and he turned around and he goes, "Fight!" That was me. Yeah, Wait. you got in the fight, but somebody there was a kid at the party who oh, said, okay, "Fight!" Okay, fight first. Yeah, yeah. Because so I think I, I had a scene. Or I had a moment. Yes, like that. yeah, yes. That was right when you got punched in the face or something. No, no, that was at the no, prom no, scene. No, 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 oh, okay. prom scene. No, there was like a house, uh, the, the house, house party. party. Yeah, but I have, I, I have a specific scene. There was like the beer yep. stack, mm-hmm. and I, I turn around. I think I repeat. He says it. Yep. Is that you? No, that no. was going to be me. Oh. But as Brad said, I wasn't a good enough actor. No, because you can't have one line. But they told me, they go, you don't look like a partier enough. And I was like in eighth grade. So I was like, all right, I guess. But like, and that's when the drinking started. No, Right. You're like, uh, oh, fine. I'll go home over the weekend. I'll yeah. do a lot of cocaine. Yeah. I'll come back and I'll yeah, show yeah. you guys I can party. They called me Tequila Ray that following morning. <laughs> so uh, so then they were like, well, do you want to be an extra in the movie? And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I'm like, eighth grade summer going into freshman year of high school. It's like. Being a movie like all you guys, I like grew up like like it's like I you know Crumholtz and and Heath and all you guys and Alex Mack and I'm like fuck yeah dude I just want to be on set and be around that and so it was the prom scene they paired us up and um, you know I was just telling uh, these guys that like I kept furthering myself from the girl that I was paired with because I was trying to get in the fucking line of the camera I was like I want to be in the movie and when I go see it with my friends be able to be like there's me there's me that guy fist bumping yeah that's me early Polly D. And so, uh, and so, yeah, it was um, what three days that prom shoot, and uh-huh. we, you know, remember like, and Say Ferris was there, and then there was a lot of <clears> just like dancing to like, dun, 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 you know, right, and right. They, they, would play. they play that beat in the background, yeah, pantomime, they say, yeah, and uh, and like there now, was, did you talk to Andrew at all? Did you meet him? I said like I went around, I mean, just like way too much confidence. I was like, I'm gonna say what up to all the stars, <laughs> and so I went up to everybody and like said what up, and you were way cool, man. I was like, what's up, man? You're like, what's up? And I was like fun movie right and you were like yeah dude it's the best and i was like it is the best all right see you later andrew keegan <laughs> so uh but I, everybody was chill you know um and uh and then you know there was that one scene when, when you got punched in the prom yeah. scene and uh you know uh uh shit bianca i got a nose job ad and then there was this they told us in the um scene they were like all right everybody be huddled around you know when you're on the ground and there was like this overhead shot and then everybody like slowly just like as the camera pulls up everybody like disperse and like go back to the party and again another moment another adam ray like i'm gonna soak up the moment and be noticed so like everyone kind of walks away and then i just like lingered like right next to you as like you're laying on the ground and i just kind of like I stood there and like walked in a circle like I didn't know where to go just so I could be like there's me did it work yeah man that shot stayed in (laughs) All right. but I was like the director at one point did come over and he was like hey man like you're really like you're you're shit you're fist pumping too much like you're just like tone it down like we know you're having fun at the prom but like it's a little distracting I was like all good all good I'm definitely doing it again well well, but that's something that like if if you're if if you're doing extra work you always want to be somehow in the shot you want to do the crazy thing i mean i, I think the classic story of that was uh i think it was a uh, michael j fox teen wolf where oh. the extra actually pulls out his balls during the scene and nice. it made the cut 
It's pretty hilarious. It's pretty. <laughs> I did not know. Yeah. Can we, can we Google that? Yeah. Can we, can we actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I like to confirm too that. many things, but I want to just <laughs> yeah. confirm that that happened. Did, uh, uh, I, will, I, I will I will pull that up. How did you? How was that? Ex- just don't pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> how was that experience shooting in Tacoma? Because that is considered like the butthole of Washington State, but where you guys shot is not. Like that's actually a nice area. You know, I do remember the smell. Yeah. There was the the paper mill factory yep. right there. So. It would come in different waves. Although I believe that the smell in our hotel suites overrode that. So that was, what, that was a good excuse for yeah. what was going on in the hotel room. I'll leave it to your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, Jessica I, Alba was not in that movie. She was not no. in that movie, no. Uh, but Heath was. And, uh, we, and did David Heath, you guys burn? And, oh, man, there's Dude, some stories. I can share those stories now because we did a 15-year reunion and we got a few of the cast members together and they, they opened up about those oh, stories. Good. And I was like, good. yeah. Yeah, that seems uh, like, yeah. I mean, you're up in a place like Washington State where, I mean, now it's legal, but it was pretty much... I mean, just so accepted then. And also, like, at that age, like, you guys were how old when you were doing that one? 18, 19. Yeah, what 19. a dope time to be doing that movie, right? It was really... Insane. And there was, was a five so mile, What's people? the five-mile drive they have there? There was a, a road, and you could kind of go through the mount, like, through the mount by the by the lake and up through the mountain. So we awesome. did that a couple times. I was really, really sweet with Heath, and he had an old Volvo. And then Trevor was his uh, is his best friend. And yeah. So would all, I just watched remember? that documentary. Oh, um, did you? Yeah. So have they, you seen it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I went to the L.A. premiere. Wow. They uh, they actually shot at the temple that I'll talk a little bit yeah. more about Full Circle. But so the, uh, yeah, Naomi, we'll Naomi Watts came in and they uh, they actually used the venue for her to come in and, and do her interview for that. So no kidding. I was like, oh. That looked dope. Yeah. <clears throat> what, um, I mean, that experience was just, I mean, was it as fun as it looked and how the movie. The, it's yeah. one of those memories that was so, you know, you didn't know at the time. But looking back, I just wish I could remember more. Sure. If you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But uh, what I do remember and what we did, you know, capture in, in the film is is magic. And I think that's what came across. I mean, it was a great script. Obviously, Gil did an amazing job directing. The yeah. casting, you just... It was just like, real so casting, many people dude. in that movie that went on to do, like, so many things. Like, so between much. Julia Stile, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who had, who had had some success, but then that kind of brought him back in the limelight. It was... I mean, really, Joseph was the only one with... A significant, you know, yeah. resume. I had I had done some things as well. Yeah, and yeah. So everyone was recognizable. But it like, was Julia Stiles and, and Heath's basically their first films. I mean, holy shit! Julia Stiles had done a. Sh- I think it was a, a film that was at Sundance the year before, but she hadn't done. That was her first, you know, yeah. studio film. And then Heath, the same thing. Heath literally flew in from Australia. He had done nothing in the states. He had done things in Australia, but that was his first film. That's crazy. So for them to cast the leads that were two unknowns, two relatively unknowns yeah. in a Disney film was unheard of. And even through the auditioning process, it was like a, a little bit of a a struggle the way that they were able to cast it because Gil really held the line on that and the studios of course wanted you know um, I don't want to drop names but I can't remember either Kurt Cameron <laughs> uh, yeah no no it was uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas I don't know something uh, Jonathan Brandis actually oh, oh yeah. yeah I think that was the from the, the hit movie Sidekicks and from uh, what was it Dolphin Dolphin Sequest oh Sequest yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ladybugs with yeah. Dangerfield that's what I'm saying yeah. so that was what sure. was gonna likely be the casting and, and I think Gil really pushed for, for that, that is a rarity right to to fight a, a studio like that for an unknown and get them to and look who i mean look what how good of a decision that was i mean you, i can't again nothing done differently we would never obviously know what uh, the course would be but sure. i think it just worked out really well and yeah the memories and the relationships with everybody we had a really really great time it seemed like you all just were super everybody chummy got I mean, along everyone yeah. was cool there was no drama 
Um, I mean, Julia Stiles was 17. I think she still had, like, literally, I think she had a teacher at one point. I think it was, I don't know. It was, it was like, everybody's very young. Isn't yeah. It? What, um, was there any, <clears throat> was Heath like, I mean, having it be his first, like, big thing, was he, like, very much like, yo, like, can you guys, like, give me some tips? Or were you, like, no, no, no. He was a pro. I mean, you saw the film. Yeah. He mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. This one thing about Heath, he was way beyond his time. I mean, Do you feel like it captured him pretty well, that documentary? Yeah. yeah. I think that was, in a, in a way, one of the films authentically Heath and not necessarily a character. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a character, but I'm just saying there was a lot of Heath in in that. In um, I forget his I forget his character's name, but in in, in ten things, so Australian hunk number one, right? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Patrick Patrick Verona. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember too reading the script, wanting to play that role. Of course, you know? and I was oh, like, sure. Ah oh, oh, man, okay, yeah. I'll play the I'll play the douchebag. Yeah, yeah fine. Play the villain <laughs> again. No. No <laughs> I read uh, in doing research for our, our, our podcast. There was a there was a fun fact on the movie that I read on IMDb, and I want to know if this is true. Uh, it, it said that you did not know how to draw genitals, and David Crumholtz had to teach you how to draw a dick. The one that I ended up writing or drawing on his face. Uh, yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, I mean, who knows how to who now. knows how to draw. <laughs> I had never need, had the need yeah. to learn how to draw genitals, let alone on someone's face. So, <laughs> fortunately, David was there, and he had had a lot of experience. He's that kind of artist. You had to go to the bullpen to get crumbled. Like how does that conversation happen? Does like the director announce it? Does anyone know how to draw a dick? Yeah. And then David's like, "Oh, I got yeah, you, buddy. He's like, right Hold here. my beer." Yep. <laughs> So, so I learned that from from David, and oh, I love David. He's Dude, yeah, the, the greatest, guy. huh? Just a great guy, so funny. I, I mean, back then, I remember being in a hotel room and just in his in stitches. He was just hysterical. I don't, I, I, I feel like that was a time, and maybe it's just because that was right at my age group. But I don't feel like there's a lot of like teen comedies anymore that that kind of thing that are like well that are cast that well around. and written that yeah. well like that wasn't talking down to anybody it was like i don't know it, it captured the essence of like that time so well and and everyone could relate to like yeah a character and like it, it just i don't know man and it was the comedy too was so strong it's like sometimes you see things like a little too I don't know, watered down or or sugared up, just like too much sex in it, or yeah. just too many dick jokes, and that 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 was just a pure good, good movie. A couple of years ago, the the street food cinema folks they did a, a out outdoor in the park screening of it. Yes. I hadn't seen it in probably I, mm. just years, like it's literally probably since almost when it came out. I no shit, sat through the whole yeah. film, yeah. And um, because <clears throat> why would you? That'd be really weird if I was at home. <laughs> and I, was like, I just watched ten things tonight by myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to see if that extra really fist pumped a little too hard, like the director said. I am looking. Next time I'm watching, I'm going to be looking for you. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I watched the whole film, and it was really uh, interesting the way that uh, Gil directed the film, and these little nuances, little nuggets, that little looks that he kept finding throughout the film that were hysterical. And I really, at that point appreciated the film because I do remember the very first time I saw it it was it wasn't quite done and mm-hmm. I was you know such the film buff and sure film critic <laughs> I didn't really like it the first time that's that's I was interesting just, I did, I, and, I, and it just took time but it had it, it had a just a wonderful balance in in seeing it years later of like you said comedy it wasn't too cheese it wasn't too sex too much sex. it wasn't too much of anything yeah. it was just spot yeah. on Awesome. I can't think of a good film, a teen film of recent times. Yeah, Super bad, maybe, right? Now, that was great. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty. So, yeah, there are. There are. But that's also. But that was years ago still. I mean, that was years that was, ago. And that I was. Think, a, I think Seth Rogen just posted that it was 10 years ago or yeah, 15 man. years ago. There you go. It, it's it, it, it's nuts. Well, we're going on, I think, eight, 
15 years? Yeah. Okay, so years? not 15 then. Was there a um, one, um, I don't know, scene or, or a moment that was particularly like just like the most fun? I'm always curious like throughout the whole movie because the whole thing seems like it was a blast, but like was there one scene you did or like like those big party scenes, are those fun or is it because you're around so many people or in between takes, do you try to like chum it up with people or are you just like... Well, the party scene, and this is a, a sidestep, I'll, I'll answer the question on... on okay. Uh, <clears throat> The most fun moment, well, not I don't even know if it was the most fun moment, but just a moment that pops in my head we were talking about earlier, yeah. was the fight scene, because I don't know if you noticed, but one time she popped me. Uh, she, dude, I fucking remember that, okay, dude. Okay, good. She popped me. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying it's a fun thing, but it was yeah. like, oh! Oh, yeah. And I think that's where the, the, the reaction... The take that, they use. The, the take that they <laughs> use. Was, well, it's authentic. You know? <laughs> that's you so know. crazy. Yeah, that, I do remember that. The, uh, the other fun scenes, of course, with Heath, on the grassy field, you know, working with him uh, and, and having that, you know, yeah. encap or caps capsulated or encapsulated. Yeah. Um, both there's, words. There's a different word. No, for both that, words. Though. They mean the same thing. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a better word and it's not coming to me. Uh, I should eat some gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> not those. Uh, no, not those ones. <laughs> yeah, no. It's real, real, yeah. real weird conversation. Yeah. Only right? eat the head. Just yeah. the head. Yeah. Nothing okay. else. I got it. And then the second part of your question, or the second, um, what the heck were we talking Was about, um, uh, oh, just like the if in a big party scene. Like, do you try to mix it up with. Um, the party scenes, the party scenes were fun. It was, they're very complicated, though. Remember, there's things happening people kissing over here so yeah, yeah. It, and you know it's kind of that awkward thing where they play the beat behind and you're supposed to yep then there's no sound but you're kind of moving right it's a little secret little little secret yeah. trade secret there's no music when people are dancing yeah in the scene so ever. if they look like they're dancing horribly there's a reason yeah, for that it's why. almost like jurassic park chris pratt has to pretend he's running alongside a Vel velociraptor you're jamming out to puff diddy uh -huh. and guess what that's puff not diddy <laughs> what i just say you said puff diddy yeah that's that's combining the two names. No, that's P Diddy's brother who never made it. Oh, okay, yeah. Puff but he Diddy. did put okay. out an album. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, you no, you caught me. Deep cuts. Puff Diddy, Jesus Christ! Did I just? You did say that, dude. I think I'm ready, dude. Get me a family van and some penny loafers. I'm ready to be a dad. Hey, we, Puff can, talk, Diddy. we, we can talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. But you know what though? Sometimes I create artists in my head, and I'm like, you know what? Puff Diddy should have been the guy. P Diddy, nobody can relate to that. Puff Diddy, Puff Diddy, it's all about it. Um, diddy dum, diddy dum. How, how was? Uh, did you? Could you tell acting with Heath? Were you just like, oh yeah, there's a like, you know, superstar in the making. I think with Heath, it was always being around something special. He just had that aura, if you will. Yeah, and that that wisdom of sort. I mean, he was. We were the same age, but. You could you could turn to me like well, you know what should I do about this or it was a very deep kind of a connection with him and I think you know certainly for his close friends we all yeah. felt that way um, as far as the scenes were concerned it just felt it felt good it felt easy it felt like you were just working with a pro and it never crossed my mind that uh, you know or any expectation of where we were all yeah. on the up you know what I mean yeah. we were all kind of yeah. in time you, you, you realized how talented he was what's the process like that for people that are at that you're similar age and, and similar like um, I mean you had you know more experience but like are you guys do you try to like how many times do you run a scene or does when yeah, you we, we would do that the nights before okay, in the cool. hotel rooms and that was kind of a thing yeah. it's like hey let's go run lines tonight so we all took that part of it you know seriously yeah because yeah, a, a lot of your first movies you want to be professional yeah. and everybody we, we enjoyed you know being professionals and showing up and yeah. kind of holding ourselves to that standard so everybody there was no slacks on the job yeah and, and i dealt with some things like that before there's definitely people along the way actors that just didn't well let's jam you well, up they have a let's talk about your stints on full house step by step boy meets world <laughs> sabrina the teenage witch party of five the seventh you owned tgif <laughs> tgif was my shit. 
They should have, they should have changed it to TGIAK. Uh, Thank God it's Andrew Keegan. Dude, that's yeah, that's I crazy. A, I had a you know had a nice a nice way a nice run on a few shows uh, mm-hmm. along the way. Obviously, Seventh Heaven was the one that was the longest. Yeah. Um, Wilson West, you said you were watching episodes <laughs> yeah. last night, late, late last night. Is there any? Uh, we don't need to talk about like uh, I mean, how late it was or how early it was. That's not even because or? you were coming on the show. That's just that's his thing. Oh, okay. So that's my go-to show. Yeah. But you were telling me when we were walking up that he does it all. It's like a thing. It's like yeah, a all the time. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Jesus, man. <laughs> you know, it's all good. I'm gonna go not and, for Jessica Biel. You know what? Don't make me end this podcast early and put on Puff Diddy because <laughs> we, we should just jam out to Puff Diddy, change the words, and have a go at it. I mean, um, yeah. So. All those shows, great, great experiences, bouncing mm-hmm. around, getting to do And you really, I mean, uh, this is difficult for me to say this, but uh, my sister had uh, many posters of you on her wall. Uh, this is, this conversation is making her extremely jealous. I've already talked to her about it. She hates my guts now. Anyway. Where, where is she? Uh, she is uh, at work right now. She uh, She's an accountant. So, And I'm talking to her childhood crush. So, yeah. What's her name? Her name is Katie. Hi, Katie. Can we call her? Let's, I'll, yeah, let's yeah, get her on the let's, phone. Let's, okay. let's, let's let's break up that, her day. Yeah, Katie's day is is accounting. It's numbers. I'm yeah. sure she'd yeah. really appreciate a little moment, a little break. Yeah, dude. So I'm sure. I I will try. She almost never answers the phone, but we will we will give it a damn let's shot. See, let's yeah, see. I should say this uh, just to attest to how married with kids. Back off, hey, dude. <laughs> for, for how dope of a dude you are, I mean, look, we had one conversation uh, before we set this up, and you made a video for my sister's birthday. Oh, dude, that's right, game changer, dude. That's right. If it, yeah, if anybody needs any more proof that you're a great dude that was a big time move man thank you Katie answer your damn phone (laughs) I mean she's gonna be so upset if she doesn't pick up (laughs) well you're gonna leave a message if we're gonna we're gonna leave a message okay can you text her and then say like yo pick up I can but she's like I guess it would be cool at the tone please record your message yeah he should hold it Hey, Katie, this is Andrew Keegan. I'm here doing the About Last Night podcast, and I heard that uh, we were supposed to we were supposed to talk today. You were supposed to be here, so I'm a, I'm a little confused that you're not here, and and it's mostly the reason that I came, not for these two ding-dongs, but in any case, uh, give me a call back, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, text you the number. Yeah. <laughs> hope you hope you have a great day. Oh, my God. All right. Yes. Dude. Left her a message. I mean, I'm the greatest brother ever, or the worst, depending on no, your point of view the greatest dude that's amazing <laughs> but like you had to have so like because you were one of those like joey lawrence jonathan taylor thomas like you probably had some crazy stories that was uh, it was an interesting time i mean certainly malls and airports were not uh, something that uh yeah were, were uh, an enjoyable experience explain, crazy experience. explain the mall chaos to me because i've only seen videos or been to a couple malls myself as a kid and seen that hysteria and it seems like well, the one that topped it off, speaking of Joey Lawrence, was actually doing a mall appearance. So at that time, they would pay you. I yeah. think it was like $15,000 to fly you across. I mean, this particular one. And, uh, and I think the year before, uh, Joey Lawrence was there. And uh, it was Roanoke, Virginia. And it was like a bajillion. Just, it, I literally looked like they were hanging off the edges of this you know open air mall. Yeah. And so walking in there was just like... a cacophony of screaming that you I don't know what that pitch is but it's wow. it's quite frightening cuz it's just like unadulterated hysteria at that point and so I sat there and did you know A hours of hours of signatures Dope. and and what was funny about that though is that there was a, a group of guys that opened up uh, the the event 
they 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 were a, musical a, a boy band. Oh a yes, boy band. yeah. You may have heard of them, Backstreet Boys. Oh, those Whoa. oh those idiots. So yeah. So the funny thing is, th- at I that thought time, you were going to say Evan and Jaren. <laughs> Remember this them? Was even, yeah. Well, this yeah, was yeah, even yeah. Before this is what, yeah. Okay, they were still that's psychos. Right, that's right. And the thing was that n- n- nobody no. knew who they were. They were like, "Hurry up! We don't care. Bring oh, on the no, keys." That's the, that was yeah. the thing. They were playing when I came out, and that hysteria happened. It was just oh before their time. Of course, later on, that was that was exactly what they were. Isn't doing. that crazy? I met them in the back, and the the whole bus, and it was like one of those. moments moments where you know it was like the we're you know meeting you and of course years later you know i can't even get a ticket to oh no oh no come on brian latrell lead singer why why, why do i know that come on yeah why can't i get aj what's going on man just let me in in the band I dude that's the band. a great documentary you tr- you going around the country getting denied trying to get into a concert and then like finally at the end they let you in and bring you on stage like that's, that could be a great mockumentary i would love that's a great mockumentary i want to see that happen and what what uh do they give you i mean do you go with a uh obviously a publicist and write and a crew or or is it are they just kind of like, yo, man, good luck. Sign those titties yeah. and then get out yeah, alive exactly. if you can. <laughs> if, if you could make it. Yeah. No, it was uh, four, getting in and out was four security guards. And I remember like, going through the crowd and like, you know, girls like doing the whole reaching. Trying and to grab hair and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was like, and it was, it was, and I don't think it happens like that as much. Maybe Justin Bieber, obviously. Maybe, and yeah. And I don't know if it is that way anymore with social media the way that it is. No. Because everybody kind of knows everybody. And I don't think there's, I mean. And you can. Also, they didn't have. you could reach out and like. Yeah. Uh, tweet them. Yeah. And then Uh-oh. they, they may respond or favorite yeah, tweet or, tweet him, yeah, or yeah. and I'm getting old tweet too. it puff I, like, I was like I don't do that and I, I think I you don't do it. any social media I do social media yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Facebook yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I have and I have the Twitter account I, I just something and I was thinking about this the other day you're going through Venice and you see people you know holding up their selfies and everything and it's just the weirdest thing and I don't yeah. want to be and I get it it's great to look at yourself you know but I come up <laughs> and, and send it to all your friends but it still just doesn't settle with me and it kind of puts me a little off like I get it but it's we were talking joking earlier about the sort of narcissism of but our culture is and, and this next generations and we're just we're in a weird between like we get it but we're already becoming a little you know uh, uh, too old for it like yeah it's, right. it's an odd thing like let me send my friends and I'm sitting at a cafe it's like yeah uh, cares, but okay dude you know? there's a uh, a good girlfriend from uh, college who posts these things like I almost follow her stories to it's almost like a, a guilty love, pleasure hate. a yeah. love hate where like, I get I so angry you. where it's like she'll literally do videos like um, she'll be like lying in bed and she'll be like do a boomerang of like a face of like some like yeah, weird yeah. goofy face and then it'll be like looking up classes like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the tagline and I literally go see it and I'm like uh, no you're not looking up classes like anything you're boomeranging your face and it's annoying well the, and the, the, the thing is the trends now the, the musically and all of this is, is they're uh, doing these other social media yeah. things that I don't even totally I don't understand sure. but they're lip syncing and they're just they're getting millions of hits and people yeah. are like oh their cities that. will go to and do a, a weekend of shows and literally like the weekend before they'll be like yeah fucking you know Puff Diddy's you know younger son you know Diddy Puff was here doing a doing a whole weekend where he just like would lip sync songs and do a and a for a half hour yes. and get paid way more and yeah, sell it out way more than us they're doing lip syncing cons like what is that I know dude what is that know. and like I guess it is we are in this day and age of like there's so much content to be is the weird Russian guy swimming in the pool? 
Yeah, no, there's pool people out <laughs> yeah, there. There's pool, yeah, there's I saw, I saw the pool people. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, pool people here. I do have pool people. And <laughs> there is a, more famously, that's why there's like a 90-year-old Russian man. That before I had a parking spot, I would have to go out and move my car every morning. I would see him out there. And I was just like, dude, like, we get it, man. You're killing the game. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you're making us all feel bad by doing laps at 6 a.m. But, like, my kitchen window looks right out of the pool. So I remember the first time I, like, was in there, like, washing dishes, and I look out the window, and I just, like, felt like that like that scene in any sort of creepy movie where you're just, like, looking out the window at the pool. And I was, like, watching the people swim and have a good yeah. time. But then I was, like, if they looked up and just saw me, like, washing a Scrubbing dish. A like, dish and staring Also, at like, the dishes, my hand was definitely, like, lower. Like, oh. it wasn't in window mm-hmm. view. So it's, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know. that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like washing a uh, spatula or, you know, fill in the blank, you know, <laughs> for playing Mad Libs, you know. So anyway, uh, do you love uh, Venice or do you, when you come to this side of town, are you like, oh man, I miss, miss the Hollywood life? It's, it's interesting because it, it, it's rare, I'll be honest with you. So I'm kind of mm. doing the rounds through the neighborhood, kind of remembering like, oh, this is where I uh, used to, where I crashed the Ferrari or. Oh um, shit. This is where, you know, so I, I had some interesting times in, in, in this neighborhood. I just yeah. want to be able to say that sentence one day. Oh, that's I, I want to be able to say like, I crashed when the Ferrari. When did you have a Ferrari? Like name, that was name drop. Like, exactly. I was just dropping that. When the, did you have a Ferrari? Of course, you got to ask me that question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that works. So, yeah, is that, camp, is that camp Nowhere Money? What got you a Ferrari? <laughs> oh, no. This was uh, uh, nine to 2000. But I was, so I was dating, um, I don't know, this little other trivia for yeah. a few mm-hmm. years. I was dating a, a country singer. Ooh. And so she had money. Yeah. So she got a Ferrari that I got to drive. It was great. Oh, my God. It was a great time until I crashed it. And I realized I probably... <laughs> Probably should uh, should put that car in the what garage. What is that feeling like crashing a Ferrari? Is like it probably just... crashing anything. It's <laughs> yeah. frightening. Yeah. But when you realize that the, the the bill to fix it's like thirty grand, then you're like, oh, oh. yeah, that's. And then it's not even yours. But yeah, that that was a, a, an embarrassing moment. What a cool least. car to drive, though, man. That's like great car. I yeah, mean, great car. Yeah. Um, but too too much for mo- you know. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Well, yeah, that that and I always laugh at the people that own like Lamborghinis out here because it's it's <laughs> L.A. and those things are meant to be like open road, and then they're like they're just sitting in traffic. Yeah, with that it's on. kind of embarrassing to be honest with you. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. glad I got that out of my way at yeah, twenty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now, well, and that's I, when you're supposed to do it. I yeah. I, I feel when you're the thirty eight year old, forty two year old, uh, or or like it's either early twenties or sixty and above. That's when you should have a Ferrari. Well, now I associate it being in Venice with with the the tech you know industry. So right. yeah, you got these you know twenty something, thirty something. Because <laughs> in Venice, it just doesn't fit. It's like Venice, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's like, Venice. You know, there's get on like your bike, a, man. No, that is exactly. People are on bikes, and people are uh, you know. This is crazy. Yeah, dude. You, uh, you you mentioned to me earlier too about the um, eclipse. Is that uh, something you're genuinely pumped on? So that's something that's interesting that, you know, in that um, the last three years I've been very involved in developing and being the founder of Full Circle. Yeah, yeah. A, you started, is it a church? Is it a religion? Is it a lifestyle? So by definition, you know, it's defined as a church, but mm-hmm. a lot of that is to do with, and, and, and genuinely, we have organized in that way to to be in that space. But that space that we were in, the temple was a church. And so, mm-hmm. and also, you know, over the years being in Venice, there's such a spiritual, um, or it is a spiritual kind of epicenter. And you, and, uh, you, and you just get that vibe walking around Venice. Yeah, and so you really to, do. to be the home, you know, in this temple, that was the design of it. And, and it was, um, in a lot of ways, I consider it a spiritual startup. We were a special event space for people that were doing meditation, sound healings, yoga, different kinds of workshops, music events, and it was all curated. All the stereotypes that people assume 
with Los Angeles. Yeah, but to be <laughs> to be in that particular, you know, the heart of Venice. We were across yeah. the street from Google. Wow. We were, you were right you by know, Gold's Gym, too, by right? By Gold's Gym. Yeah. I mean, just an epic location. And so it was an amazing three years. We did almost a 1,000 events. Holy and shit. Within those events, as I was driving over, of course, today, the significance, uh, sure. a lot of the team and a lot of the community, you know, involved in meditations and different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, philosophies around, you know, the astrology of what's going on today and, and the significance of it and not that I can recite a lot of it but it's important moment to reflect and there's significance in everything and you know often we default to the entertainment industry and stories but really life is one grand experience and the universe is it's it's almost the greatest um, you know the theme of life is looking to the stars and seeing you know the all a lot of stories were created from from astrology so but on a personal level just like I was saying a time to reflect and really a lot going on in the world and it's really important yeah. stuff that's happening and, and and you know everybody's talking about racism and all these different you know issues that are going on but it's it's so important that we <clears throat> take the time to be loving people and some people slough it off like yeah but it is important it is yep, important yeah. that we reflect on how are we being in the world and and if you really take that initiative to take care of oneself self-love and you know moments like this to reflect we all need to be better humans. That's really what's going to change yeah. the world. And I'll say this is that uh, is the the things that you I watched a couple of uh, uh, news reports on, uh, on your church. And yeah, they did a yeah. really great piece on um, ABC News. Nightline. Yeah, Nightline. Nightline. Yeah, yeah. Nightline. that was incredible. And uh, from the out, from the outside view, yeah, it may seem a little hippy dippy and a little crazy like that. Which, by the way, you have a good sense of humor about because you sort of parodied yourself. <laughs> On the TV show uh, Hollywood Darlings, yeah, where you essentially played yourself at at the hyped church, up. yeah, hyped yeah, up. <laughs> and so, but I want to stress that these are people that just uh, preach love and peace and acceptance. So it's like I don't care how you get that message, as long as you get that message, it's fine. Whether you get it through Buddhism or YouTube stars or going or going to your church. Uh, uh, whatever it takes to get people to be like, oh, I should just be kind to other people and sort of follow the golden rule. Uh, that's fine by me. Yeah, just get that message. It's cool. It was actually driving over and had an interesting, you know, train of thinking and thoughts about how much flack we did get. I mean, mm-hmm. it came out in a Vice article, and they really ran with well, because they the ran cult. with the cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I read and you that. get it, but at the time, you know, you're doing something, and it's a really hard work, and you're you're authentically doing it. You feel yeah. driven to do it, passion to do it. And there's this joke, you know, uh, way that they sort of told the story, which, again, that's what publications do. And then, you know, you see all of the incredibly vitriol types of comments. And, you know, now, years later, you know, you kind of look back and you think, how did we end up in this this overall situation? And the people that are living with that kind of angst and fear yeah. and anger it's it's and now we're seeing it really come out and i think full circle in this experience is really an expression of what is possible we created a lot of amazing experiences i get messages every day from people just you know on a, a different you know life trajectory based on one of the experiences no that, they, that they've had oh yeah i mean people have created life paths and and are doing what they're passionate about doing because of some one of the experiences that we've had there or one relationship with somebody that connected there i mean i'm seeing that often now 
in after three years of doing it so that just tickles me it's just like a really sweet feeling to know that people are happier more loving and doing better yeah. things in the world well life it life can get so like fast-paced and like now like there's just so many distractions and i feel like it it's easier said than done to like step back and go out of your way to put yourself in a position to like get a second set of eyes and ears on like your own life and like being i don't know what i mean maybe you can break down what some of these events are like that that um uh, help people change their direction the first one that pops into mind is uh, mark shapiro's um, um authenticity workshop so he started and i think he did three or four of them and it was a, a really he, he put a lot of time into it and i think he worked at one of the cable networks uh i think hbo at one point and transitioned from a corporate job and yeah said this is and he does a podcast and i did his podcast oh, uh the only um only one, one, the one and only podcast, nice. Mark mm-hmm. Shapiro, and nice. I was on that one. Uh, so if you want to listen to another podcast, because yeah. this yeah. isn't enough, yeah. then you can right. listen to that one, and I talk a lot For about... For more Keegan content. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> let, me do, let me list off all the podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, we love Go that. For it. It's fine. And uh, another person that'll actually blow your mind, which will bring this full circle story yeah. to you, is mm-hmm. Kyle Cease. Yeah, Kyle Fuck. Cease. Yes. Kyle Seattle comedian. Comedian. Seattle comedian. Also 10 Things I Hate About You. by the way, rode that credit to the... Like, dude, that... Yes. This is another, like, I mean, how <clears throat> iconic that movie is. Like, mm. you know, like, as, like when you're first starting out, like, we grab a hold of any little, like, man, I guess started on According to Jim once. I wrote that credit for, like, fucking five years <laughs> when I would come up to stage. I was like, from According to Jim, everyone's like, dude, that's not even on the air anymore. I was like, but I was on it. <laughs> so it's like, cease, like, but that was such a, like, big moment in that movie, right? Or at least, like. Pokey Lowenstein. Yes, mm-hmm. dude. And so he came through the temple as well. Wow. And he was doing his retreats one two, or two two three days yep and he was a hundred he filled it up 175 people but now he's doing 1400 people he wrote a book he just had a baby yeah. he's very into, he's very into motivational speaking Basically, like he's like comedy to motivational speaker and now kind of how a, similar sort is it? Of hybrid of both of them exactly he takes comedy and helps people crack open what their real passions are he's kind of a tony robbins if you will with a comedic and and, and entertainment background that's so awesome that's another incredible story where he came and did at least two or three or oh, maybe he did. Even four events at full circle right mm-hmm. so he was in that you know beginning phase and he's blown up I so mean, how does that make up. you feel to like know that you got i mean I just you know you again, were part of something that helps somebody lead to something else we did uh a f- a, and this was something we could probably look up too we did a, a 10 things uh sort of spoof video at yes. one point before he was doing <laughs> what he's doing with uh, yeah. the book and the the speaking and um so i was always i loved kyle he was always just a, such a awesome good guy. energy yeah and it's um you know and again we were just in a supportive, you know, housing and curating position. I mean, he's doing his thing, and we were, you know, the special event space that he was doing it at. But, uh, but he also did uh, another event with us for Altamed, which I was a spokesperson for. It's a healthcare provider here in LA, and so he came and did. We did a retreat, set up a retreat for them. So, you know, we had a really interesting time doing such a dynamic, you know, um, you know, uh, co creative is really the the basis of all that we we do there. And yeah, the co creative model and the co creative handbook is written by a couple dear friends, our elders, Papa Makash and Mama Cat in Hummingbird, New Mexico. What did you call me? What? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, Papa, 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 Papa Makasha. Wow. Okay. Really cool. So, sounds like a very good Jewish dish. Well, come over. Mom's gonna make some Papa Makasha. Might be an Indian dish. Or that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, but anyway, so you know. It's been a really deep dive into so many things for three years, not only for myself, but everybody on the team. Brad and I want to uh, uh, come sometime. Yeah. Is that like, is it, what's, is there like an open door policy? Do we have to sign up? Or? So, this, 
at the moment we're on hiatus. Okay, we, cool. Mm-hmm. We, our property was uh, put up for sale, and it was a part of the experience sure. throughout. It was very difficult. Yeah. To, uh, the doors open, so we just got to a point where. Well, sure, it's right in the heart of Venice, like uh, you said. That's not goodness. cheap. And uh, so hopefully we were. We're actually speaking of uh, everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. There's a, a local temple, uh, Mishkan, and so we've been talking to them about doing some programming at that temple. Awesome. So, Working with Rabbi Gabriel over there to try to get uh, have a yeah, home, a home base. To, yeah, exactly. To, yeah. Now, exactly. Do you, did you find that some people would show up because they heard that you were involved with it and they just either wanted to meet you or whatever, and then they sit down, they 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 experience a service, and they go, "Oh, this is actually kind of cool." You know, I think at the beginning there was a very um, unknown, curious, and there's a few kinds of those experiences, but mostly people didn't even know. That was actually mm. what blew my mind. People just didn't know at all, like what I did. They just, I mean, other than coming, they'd heard about it, word of mouth. So it wasn't really based off of that, although, Got it. you know, I do know plenty of stories where people are sort of like, what the hell is this? Let me go check it out. And then they yeah, leave, yeah. Oh, that was amazing, and they're meeting people. Wilson's doing a drum circle. Exactly. You're like, dude, if that's what you need to think to get yeah. into the building, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a blessing and a curse both. You know, you saw the article, you know, that uh, sure. Vice did and other kinds of articles and perspectives on it. We, we changed the narrative on that, but it was also what got people's attention. So you kind of have sure. to take it Well, anytime you that, hear, like, yeah celebrity and new religion like you there's certain things that pop up into your head whether it be like Scientology or, or other things the source have you ever seen the documentary the source I mean I get it I saw yeah. actually I, li- I really enjoy those documentaries because yeah. you just realize exactly what people were thinking like oh no this is really gonna this is gonna be crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you yeah. are you a big documentary guy I love documentaries yeah. more yeah. than you know more than I think even. Oh well, yeah, because you. Me too, man. You, you really yeah. learn something from them. What um, have you? Uh, what what have lately? You, yeah. The well, of course, and also like your top. I want to know like just you know. Making of the murder was a good one. Oh um, yeah. What was the other one that they just the, not the faith? It was about the uh, Boston um, clergy. It was the crazy story. Oh, was that yeah the uh, the, 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 the faith or something? The, the keepers. That was a, yeah. That was a good one. Um, have you seen King of Kong? <laughs> no. Oh no, I know about that one. I've never seen that. Dude, put it in your queue. Really? All right. It's the story of Puff Diddy. No. It's uh it's basically about the guy who, you know, has the Donkey Kong record. And it it opens up by by highlighting and profiling like the whole arcade game underworld and like the culture of it and where it started in I think somewhere a small town in Ohio. So it gives you all that and get and then it just takes you to present day where it's like this guy named Billy Mitchell who seems like a fucking character. Like goatee, long black hair, almost like the villain of the story and then this guy in Redmond, Washington uh, father of two challenges his record and that's all I'll say but dude it's one of the most it's heartbreaking it's hilarious it's It's, like and it's so strange because when you think about that topic what you just described you're like what, what, would I watch a movie about that? But documentaries just have this way of making you care about things. It's like, yeah, fuck, shut down SeaWorld. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about crazy. this like a month ago, but I'm all about yeah. it now. Well, this, and this is what's wonderful about what you guys are doing even here today is you're opening up and creating a space for people to have a conversation and you know tell stories and and, yep. and help you know help move agendas mm-hmm. along. But I do you know want to also acknowledge a lot of the. You know the nonprofit work that we did with the space. One of the yeah. highlights was the Sea Shepherd, um, Sea Shepherd Foundation, and uh, was another. That was another wild story. The night that we got, uh, um, uh, what was it? The the kombucha raid. Yeah. So that was yeah. On, the that F- was on a Sea Shepherd the Foundation. The FBI wow. rated you. The ABC. The ABC, ABC rated you. The network. Uh, no, 
alcohol beverage. Get back oh, on step yeah. by step. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, interestingly enough something I, I I can't talk too much about. Okay. Yeah. There, sure, there, there sure. is there is two open open litigations based on on that. Got it. All right. No, well, not, we don't want to get uh, in trouble. Not, no, not bad. Just yeah. Just, yeah. 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 You know what I can say though is that the media in that situation took and ran with the headline, which which one. Andrew Keegan arrested for selling illegal substance. Oh, and, God. You know, Jeez, that's so, like, that could be anything. Dude, that sounds really... That could be underage porn. Terrible. That could be, like, yeah. It's, so they ran with a couple a couple different uh, publications, and, and it was yeah. a fact pattern that was just so egregious that we decided to stand for ourselves, which, again, I think is a big part of what has and had been happening at Full Circle. I mean, we were very involved in Standing Rock, for example, did mm-hmm. a lot of different events, and a lot of people were going back and forth. And so, you know, that's where the times we're in now. People have to stand up for what they believe in they have to stand up for something you know yeah that's what we're being called to do and it's incredible actually now to be hearing <laughs> it so much uh, since the charleston thing uh, oh yeah all the pundits talking about it i'm like wow this is what we've been doing for three four years yeah, five dude. years <laughs> and i was on the streets during occupy i mean we were out no kidding. there mm-hmm. and that, that kind of bugged me out like we were out there uh peacefully st- standing up for what we believed in during the occupy movement and they came out with batons and everything you you a white guy in Charleston with bats yeah. and shields and helmets and they're just like yeah I think it's going to be all right yeah, yeah. Just, we're going to stand down right now there's something about that that's fishy. some guy I waving know, a dude. Nazi flag and an yeah. AR-15 you're yeah. like well he's going to be okay he, he should be fine he can take care of himself yeah. why do we need to get involved and then, and then you have like drum circles and guitar things and hacky set going on with and some of the occupy with rubber bullets no yeah. no not even occupy think about Standing Rock they, they yeah. sick dogs on them I mean so there's a lot of things that and again we're going back to this eclipse the the the, the sort of shadow of our culture and and the light is being put on it you know and and Mm -hmm. we need to cleanse these things but it's again so important for us to recognize that within ourselves have you always had this just like warm and generous and and giving back and 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 helping people like mentality and 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 was or like what what was going on in your life that that um created you wanting to have this um i don't know extra purpose and 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 create full circle there was a couple things and again you know Everybody in their twenties and thirties at times feels a little like, "Am I doing what I should be doing?" With oh, my it's the life? decade of uncertainty, man. You know, yeah. so I went through that, and I worked, uh, and I went to auditions, and I didn't work, and I didn't work, and I didn't work, and it was like, ah, oh, man, and and there was things that I didn't want to do, and so you kind of end up in this world of like, what what am I doing with my life? Um, I had a couple different, you know frustrating experiences and and altercations, and ended up in like very. To to mul- uh, I don't know what the right word is fights fights yeah. fights right, sure. yeah. been fights and um, okay. not always that you know I can look back I could have done things differently and avoided it so those experiences one actually believe it or not was with the police when I got um, uh, we we did an event down in down in uh, uh, down in Venice and it was you know longer story but we had hired off duty sheriffs and LAPD and they didn't get along and anyway I ended up in handcuffs in this shit crazy another crazy one of my life experiences and I'm thinking to myself between that and another altercation out on the street I was like what's going on what in this community doing? I'm like what what the, that kind of that fired me up and that's when I read the co-creators handbook which is the book I was mentioning earlier one of my dear friends sat me down and said Andrew you have a knack because I was at the time I was bringing people together doing music events yeah she's like mm-hmm. you, you can build community you can bring people together and so I took the book read the book and was like all right well now I need a place the place became available and it all the things lined up I mean we use the word synchronicity but sometimes you just kind of take one step to the next step and you don't even know where you're going and, and, and it's, it's laying itself out and it's in, in a way what transpired and I you know I'm just like anybody I care about 
the world and I want things to be better and I don't, you know, but I'm also needing to grow as a, uh, for myself. Yeah. You know, I talk about self-love. I need to have, this is the experience that is calling me. And so that's sort of a very uh, overview of all that was uh, going on in my life. And, you know, once I got into full circle, oh my goodness, it was and is one of the most incredibly difficult things I've ever done. I mean, to deal really? with so many people, to deal with building a business from scratch. I mean, it was... Yeah wild i mean I, one day i'll tell you about the guy who came in took his clothes off another guy came in with a knife i mean jesus some wild things <laughs> people happen. just trying to get in the way that weren't no no no, no. these are just you're in, in the middle of venice and like yeah. crazy yeah. experiences happen when you just have an open door you know yeah but so many of the beautiful things way overrode the oh good and it was a and those things happened in a in a beautiful way too you just had to find the peace within yourself to take care of I mean I was taking care of so much and that's what I feel like was the, the, the true value of that experience really growing knowing you can do anything it's a great right. metaphor for life quite honestly like having that open door policy like not only just for a business but for yourself it's like you invite people in that might like you know, get a little drunk and like, you know, jerk off in your kitchen. And then like, you know, you got Mike at somebody that's like, dude, thank you for the party. Like Wait I met my, the love of my life. Second, I knew I recognized that. <laughs> okay, you know what, dude? I had a that, beard. No, oh, you, that was you not can, me. You can admit it now. Yeah. Now, All right, now look, we know who it was. Oh, it's look, such a mystery. And I sold that towel on eBay. Uh, no. um, I do want to ask you because, I mean, like you, 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 hear, you hear so many stories and uh, so many sort of uh, when – when people get too famous too young, they 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 kind of have this certain prep. Uh, they go through certain struggles, mm -hmm. and uh, you seem to have avoided those. It, it, how how did you avoid those kinds of things? I mean, I think that each person. What I think fame does is it can accelerate that, but I mm -hmm. do think that people either have a good, you know, sort of core uh, or stability in life. Or not, so it may just be a way that things come up earlier. Look, I can't speak to anybody else's experience. I've obviously yeah. seen some things along the way. Sure, um, I think of a, you know, a, a dear friend who is an amazing, amazing, super talented actor, Brad Renfro, and mm, meeting yeah. him at seventeen or eight. Actually, he was younger. He was like fourteen, and you know, immediately like this youngster has been through a lot in his life, and. Uh, he was introduced to the industry and but you could tell he just had pushing himself uh, you know in an unhealthy direction yeah and there was just nothing you could do and, and, and truthfully he he put together a, a beautiful body of work and he did you know but there was a point and i think he passed actually the same year as he passed um yeah. not too long after because it kind of threw me off actually yeah. right before so i remember getting the call about heath and i was like no no, no they must be talking about Brad, Brad still, just happened. Yeah. I was like, in any case, you know, so I, I don't know that fame directly can or does or have that much of an effect. Like I said, I mm -hmm. think for some people it, it can open some doors to just and, and, like and within, access to dark, things. Yeah, it's dark, yeah. dark sides. But <laughs> truthfully, who knows to say that they wouldn't be on a, on a crash course with, with this sort of life experiences so what, what do you think it is about the business that just kind of gets people like i mean I, I don't know if you can speak to to brad and heath specifically but like it's you you know on paper you look or even just from the outside i'm sure and a lot of people did that were so shocked by it you're just like oh you kind of got 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 the world by the balls and you're like you're killing it and like everyone loves being around you and then like these other things that are going on it seems like a lot of the times people don't know that look i think a part of it is also just destiny yeah that we're here and from a you know, to try to analyze or philosophize, I can make up words too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what you know, what it, I think uh, it's it goes back to just 
people being and growing and evolving as, as best as they can. And I think, you know, one thing that fame can do is it kind of prevents people from having access to the full life experience. Because yeah. if you're famous, you're, you're, you're not, at that point, you're kind of, you got your handlers, your agents, it's all about getting the next job. You may not be living life to the fullest. And I think that's one thing that I greatly value in my evolution is moving to Venice, opening up the space and just being mm-hmm. open to everybody and anybody. There is no, there's no possibility for, you know, uh, uh, I'm better than anyone else in this kind of experience. And so that has really given me a full experience that I'm so appreciative for. And, uh, like I said, you know, I don't think it's necessarily selfish to say that it's important to take care of yourself and to create the best human, you know, dynamic or experience you can. I think that's really goes to everything else we've talked about standing up for things believing in things living life passionately doing things that scare you and 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 not stupid things but things that are meaningful and help other people at the end of the day do you feel like everything you've done up until this point like before full circle kind of like you know everything kind of happens for a reason type thing where it's like it all kind of led you to that i mean it's like yeah it was very you could almost break it down like had you not done uh, seventh heaven you wouldn't have <laughs> right i mean like yeah, things but kinda, that's that's the whole point right yeah we can't necessarily look back and say oh well if i would have done american pie then maybe right. maybe i who knows you could have you could have been mean, loaded and been ferrari you could have driven a ferrari to the house <laughs> that i jerked off on and i wouldn't have sold that towel and i wouldn't have these po- podcast mics yeah. <laughs> the towel bought the mics that's yeah. good to mm, know dude, yeah yep. <laughs> don't know if i want to talk don't touch them yeah, yeah. there's a <laughs> There's some lice all over in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Use that if you want. But you're right. It's yeah. like you don't know where that could have yeah, led, right? Like, so we so so that's why it's so important to be present in the moment, and that's where I think meditation and, and and sound healing and all these things kind of attune people to recognizing the the moment. And, yeah, and that's all mm-hmm. we that's all we really have. If we're, if we're worrying about the future or every moment has its own levels of dynamicness and yeah. you need to be able to you know traverse through life. And I'm just like you know anybody else. Like I have my own fears or, or thoughts about things but I am genuinely happy and I think that's what's important yeah. I try to really I don't practice meditation I'm very curious about it and I like you know Kevin Nealon's a good buddy of ours and he's recently got into it and he's Sklar's like Sklar's too Sklar yeah. Brothers and like you know a handful of comedians are, and, and uh, you know it's stand up and like podcasts I, I, I try to are definitely helping me like just really get more present and try to like step back and not think so ahead but obviously our business is conducive for like just you know I got this and then I'm doing this and like this and like even today we have like a couple more podcasts and it's like but I'm I feel like I've gotten good at at separating everything and being like all right well I'm here right now and then you know I'm not going to think about what's happening next until until it's time to do that and I feel like you can do that right but I don't know if meditation is I think the it's only about, way to do that or I think it's about practice and and sometimes I talk about life meditation I mean yeah. You can, find a moment meditative moment in in, in any moment not because again it it, it defeats the point if you're like i'm gonna meditate over here to make sure that i'm good you know it's Mm. a process but to have the practice of quieting the mind enough and yourself enough to just be reflective and that's what again we're talking about the eclipse today there's there's that quality to taking those moments and creating any practices i mean i've seen so many come through the temple and of course meditation the practice of meditation is really taken uh taken off in in recent times because there's such a value to it i mean even scientifically just for you to calm yourself is a healthy um you know way of of practicing through life and having a practice through life absolutely do you think like uh um, weed helps that. <laughs> I just heard. I just heard that they're doing uh, infused meditations. Actually, wow. I didn't hear about that. What? Yeah, because dude, I guess, I guess it would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I just got my mom, who's had terrible arthritis. I just convinced her to start using like it's called Flexol Four Twenty. Mm-hmm. You should sponsor the podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but it, like, she, it's like you know, like um, a THC yeah. creams. I mean, CBD it's, oil. Yeah, yeah. We, we we go right from weed talk to uh, you're a dad now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Now, um, if your kid came to you and showed business and courage, ooh, that's a great question. I have not put a lot of thought into it, although it's been something that she's adorable i mm-hmm. mean you know and how old is she seven 17 months almost right. 18 oh months. congrats so new dad oh my gosh just the most fun she's got a little sniffle so we kept her from school today but i mean she's I, actually I, shooting a mini weeds commercial yeah, so that's actually, yeah. <laughs> she's, she just she's not sick i hate to break it to you she's trying to <laughs> just didn't want to follow in the dad's yeah, footsteps yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> she's a legacy yeah. she's uh she's just so entertaining that I can only imagine that she would would work if if we were uh, interested in that. You know, I'm not opposed. I, I haven't really put a lot of thought. She's yeah. 17 months old. Obviously, it's nothing. Yeah, fucking ease up with the with the Katie uh, Couric interview, Brad. Jesus, <laughs> is she know? gonna act? She's 17 months, man. <laughs> Does she have a personality? She, she can't is. say the word Sharpie yet. I don't know <laughs> if she's gonna. You know, when she's old enough, yeah. and if it's something that she wants to do, who's to even know what the business is gonna be like? In, That's true. In five totally years. right. Yeah, I mean, she may come to you and be like, "Hey, I'm just gonna make." She's makeup. probably gonna be making her own movies. Yeah, yeah five, and I'm going to the premieres. Like, yeah, that's great. Makeup tutorials on YouTube. But, you know. Dad, you can't get in. But the Backstreet Boys, yeah, come on in. Yeah, come on into my <laughs> to my movie career. Uh, that is, um, I, I mean, I hear from just so many of my buddies like the life changing uh, moment of having a kid. Is it like? Can you attest to that? Is it? You know, what's different? Who's Andrew Keegan now versus seventeen months ago? We talked about meditation a moment ago. You, it is a form of meditation to just be present with her because it's just nonstop. They just want to put the top. I mean, she's put the top on this bottle or taking the trash can. She's just into everything. So, you know, being aware of of how much every moment to her is important and just the love like today she just runs over and just grabs my leg and kisses my leg it's just like oh your oh, heart dude. just melts yeah, cause Brad I'll, does that to me and yeah. it's like doesn't have the same effect but it is like close. it's impressive well, I'm like, uh, the beard tickles his knee so it always makes him laugh <laughs> no, no humping though right? yeah, no 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 well, well I mean you, that's extra you gotta pay for that after a couple of whiskeys <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you what uh, <laughs> is it is there um, uh, I mean do, can you see like yourself like is it like She's she's spunky, yeah, and, and you know there's you can tell that early, right? Oh, sh- yeah, oh, yeah. personality starting to form. I mean, she does these little moves, and she hears music, and she'll do a little like crazy dance. That's hilarious. They're they're, they're uh, and you start to see their personalities, and it's 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 interesting how fast they grow. To I mean, just so many things about it that is just it's a, a wonderful experience. It's always it's, awesome, it's always fascinating to and then when you realize like oh yeah, like things that I'm just becoming used to. They're experiencing that for the very first time. Yeah. I, I remember my I, I, I nephew, one, one time he was playing, and then uh, he just got this look on his face like he was terrified, like just utter and complete fear. And we're all kind of looking at him like, oh, my God, wh- what's happening? Like, why are you so scared all of a sudden? And then he farted. He farted. Oh, was going to guess that? And he had never, he had never, like, really been consciously aware of his, deal. Of, of his fart before, and he did, and then he just started laughing, and it's like, oh, right, you've never really farted before, and when and the first time you do that, that's hilarious. Now like, we know why there's so many fart jokes in movies, right? <laughs> yes. Your first big laugh. Yes, absolutely. We all were, and then, and then we were all cracking up, and then he's probably thinking, like, wait, so all I gotta do is fart, and everyone laughs at me? Right. Perfect. And you're like, yes, that's all you have to do, and, and that's I will laugh do, every time. That's what you do have to watch, though, because anytime you give him a reaction, yeah. You know, she started picking her nose. We're like, oh, no. And then she's like, 
looking at us like, ah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. I got it. I'm yeah. just like, oh, no, don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't oh, look yeah. at her. <laughs> we don't want her doing that in public. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like, that's oh, a, hey, hon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over here. <laughs> divert them. Divert them. That's, how, that's how I'll get daddy's attention. Yeah, I'll exactly. pick my nose. Exactly. Yeah. Will you show her, um, uh, will you, I mean, I'm sure she'll just find your work, right, at some point. Like, I don't, I have not even thought that far ahead. Yeah, I, know. I, I mean, are, what, when, she, we're loves, like, she loves Moana right now, so she's at that oh, level of film. Cool. But uh, yeah. maybe five, six, I mean, when's the right time to show a kid Camp Nowhere? <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, I don't know, Earth, man. In the you're world, asking yeah. the wrong guy, because yeah. I'm like, I still watch that high so I mean, it's like, you're asking, <laughs> any I mean, age any yeah, age yeah it's an unbelievable movie um what what um we got about five more minutes that great cool? great great what uh what in your career like was i don't mean the most like where you just felt like god this business is awesome it was just like a full experience from top to bottom you know what i'm saying where where it was fun you the the, the cast you worked with is great you maybe got to go to a cool location um the uh the, got a the great, response got a great answer for great. you on that one very it's like well it's a nine part question so let me finish so so then so what was the no okay go ahead yeah we or I had auditioned for the filmmakers that made Stargate and nice. had not gotten the part that I went and auditioned for, but they really loved me and so they said we're gonna we're gonna write in another another part and um and they flew me out to way out in the desert i want to say death not death valley they flew me out so utah salt the salt lakes what is it salt salt, salt lake city lake powell no, 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 no. monument salt, valley the, 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 where all the salt uh, salt lake city no salt no, no, no. no no well yeah i guess you're right yeah. uh, they flew but, but it was a different name of it but we're the actual salt okay you know, uh, it's in the film that i'm going to tell you in a second oh yeah um so drove it was all first class you know first class flight driving a caravan of cars yes, get out there the best and i had this line and you may remember it this could be the last night on earth you don't want to die a virgin do you oh, independence day yes, yes dude so i went i had this line i didn't have the part that i wanted i was going to play the brother or something like the boyfriend mm -hmm. the other boyfriend so go see the film you know months later and um that line that classic line is in there and that part that i had been up for that i was so bummed about not getting didn't even make the the cut of the film and i end up with wow. this amazing line and of course Which, went by the, the way here and yeah. the film and the whole and like it's the biggest movie it's the biggest movie ever i don't yeah. know if there's a look there's been big movies but right. like that movie to me seemed like that, I mean, those, that movie kicked off Big Willie Weekend, and <laughs> I think that's all you have to say. It was the first movie we saw something like that happening to like the White House, yeah. like the effects. Yeah. Like, I mean, was, I remember be, I what was that premiere like? I mean, you know, Will Smith and everybody. I'm just, I'm just, I lied. I didn't go. I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> you weren't. Even, <laughs> I was gonna lie my way through that. I was like, wait a second, I have no memory. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That was. Wait a second, I didn't go. I wasn't, wait, I wasn't even invited. Even doing that, you weren't even invited. No, it's like, a classic I was like a line. Day player, you yeah, know, I don't invite day players to <laughs> Will Smith movies. I mean, who am I? It's Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. but dude, we quoted that line, man. It was a good that, line. That good line. that line has been parodied. Oh yeah, in so many other films. Yeah, like just a version of that. Like, well, you know, world's gonna end. Like, like that's like now that's sort of like the quintessential, like the the. the the way in every action movie at some point the guy has to look around and say we've got company like every act every action movie that line welcome has to, be to earth yeah come on that's one of my favorites <laughs> now the your line has to be in some sort of apocalyptic film yeah. like that version of that line has to be in there it was funny i think i was 16 or 17 yeah, that's was really, crazy really young. and then lisa jacobs was the actress who i did at least two other projects with so it was kind of an interesting uh to work with her again years later but i we did stuff when we were young yeah, hmm. we did stuff. Where we were. I did a I did a show for Nickelodeon called Go Atomic on. Tommy. 
Yes, dude. And you know what? It was actually my time. <laughs> it was actually the other show that was up against Secret Life of Alex Mack, and I didn't get picked up. But I, it was a show that we we I could make things like explode. It was really Atomic Tommy, you know. <laughs> I would make the bully like turn into a giant, and, and dude, that's amazing. I did that show when I was like I don't know fourteen or fifteen, and didn't get picked up. So bummed. But I ran into a, a Nickelodeon executive years later, and he told me the story. He was like, "Yeah, it was between you and Alex Mack, and, oh, and wow. you picked Alex Mack." And uh, um, you're like, "Well, nope. maybe a good decision overall." Probably but good. hey, yeah, but what about resurrecting Atomic uh, Tommy? Dude, was it dude, Atomic come on, Tommy? Man. And now years. you're passing it down to your kid? Yeah. They could dig that out of a drawer somewhere in Nickelodeon and say, come on, guys. Hey, we're, going, hey, we're, we're, we're bringing Will and Grace back. We might, we might as well bring back Atomic Tommy. That's the conversation they're having. I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to... Yeah. Atomic Tommy was the Will and Grace of Nickelodeon. Uh, do you have any crazy... I'm sure there... I mean, Seventh Heaven to me is like a... You put that in the... Um, the oh, box of like shaped, all-time shows that shaped... Like, is there... Any uh, amazing behind-the-scenes stories or just like another favorite episode, something, again, that you remember so dearly from that experience? Mm, great question. So I, I mean, can journal about it. Uh, we, <laughs> Is Jessica Biel secretly a Nazi? We, we, we don't know it. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> not. Nice. Oh, okay. Welcome back to Brad's Weird Soundbites. <laughs> We can cut that out. Yeah, right? for yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll cut most of Brad out. We do it every episode. Is that, is yeah. that okay? yeah, absolutely. We keep in the part about him humping legs. Sure, we, that's yeah. a good part. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, part. Yeah. I would keep that part. It's the yeah. best part. And yeah. I, I had a little, I had a little plug. There was a little punchline. Yeah, you were, you, dude, sure you, out, you were the stalker yeah. of them alone. You know, what a what an interesting experience at that time to be working with some of the. You know, I remember there was a director from Gunsmoke. So some of the real, Holy wow, shit. Um, you know, uh, what you pros of the biz. Yeah, but guys that had been around for like 30 40 years then the flip side of it was it was so regimented like you couldn't change a word if, if you wanted to change a word it had to go you know up the channel to brenda hampton and all so it took oh, wow. me a little while in fact it was great training ground to be an excellent actor in every aspect of being an actor so i yeah, was, they, was kind of like my college through those years and i started it by uh, seven i think i was out of I don't know, I think 18 you know 18 mm -hmm. to like 20 22 i did it for like three four years off and on um so you know I, I really appreciated that and it was such a sweet show i got to the point where you know jessica was leaving the show and that was kind of a crossroads for me where i just didn't necessarily see myself hanging out in the Camden house yeah. well, right, without Jessica. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Ah, yeah. I don't know where I'm going to go with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your girlfriend on the show is gone. gone and I'm so, still there with yeah. my kid. I was just, you know, at that moment, my, my creative, uh, you know, ego, it was like, I don't know. They're really going to write me. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could have probably should have but who knows again okay. these, yeah. you just got to take it for what it is i wouldn't be here now if i did right. something like yeah that. that is cool that there are um experiences like that that do like kind of reel you in because like you know in a lot of things improv is so welcomed it's <laughs> shit man the writing was great and it's like that like for them to have the uh you know be cognizant of like yo like let's just fucking we're gonna make this the best and do that and i'm sure like you know, there's other ways to be creative and find moments organically, but it was a style yeah. too that they were that it took me a while to understand that they wanted it to be this kind of verbatim, and that's why the show had this crispy, clean kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. it, it. It was not, you know, your typical, you know, um, what's the right word for that? You just said it, uh, improvisational yeah. show. It was a very like a cookie cutter show, yeah. and that's what people loved about it. And that's what it was, and yeah. so they just wanted to stay true to what they wrote, and that's you know, that's. Uh, it was appreciated. Did you get crazy fan letters or um, things sent to you, or you know, in the very young, early years, you know, when when the teen magazines were really yeah. happening. That's, yes, speak to even, that, please. Yeah, well, I wasn't bonkers. Uh, You're on the walls of millions 
of people's rooms. That's right. fucking bonkers to me, dude. Well, I was in, and for those that remember, I was on a show with Ed Asner called Thunder Alley. And I was on the show and I was working next door in the same actual studio or, yes, uh, stage as home improvement so yes. so between that that stage had a bomb gone off every team magazine would be out of business you had tom you know thomas or no, i'm sorry uh, tom, what's his name jonathan, jonathan Taylor thomas, thomas zachary Zach- ty brian tara noah smith why do i know and, that off the top my, of my head my, all in one building <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so that was uh that was you know again where it was that was just madness there was a box of mail coming every every week and you know to this day i feel not bad but i just wish i could uh you know, have responded. Actually, I think I have some of those letters, and I'm always tempted to like go pull out a letter from 1990. Well, if you don't mind responding to my letter now, that would be great. Live on the air, and I can pull up what I wrote. Okay, that would be ama- that would be ama- that, well, that would be, but that would be fun, right? Well, to try, and this may be something we work on. Yeah, get a letter, track down the girl, <laughs> read back her letter to her, and you know, 20 years later, what do sure. You think? Well, I mean, you pretty much just did that by leaving a voicemail on. Uh, yeah, she called back, by the way. She hasn't. I've been I've been staring at my phone, and, and I text her. I'm like, listen to your voicemail, and you're gonna shoot yourself if if you don't call me back. But how about yeah. we just do this? I'll pretend to be a girl writing a letter, <laughs> and you answer to the letter. Okay. Um, hi Andrew, this is Stephanie. Um, wow, I can't believe I'm actually getting to write a letter to you. This is this is crazy. Um, I have um all of your posters on my wall. Um, my mom actually says that I. Don't have any more wall space, but I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Um, but um, I do, there is more wall space. So I just have to put them up in her room. Um, I want to know, is Wilson, what's his favorite food? Oh, and you can respond back to me in this letter. <laughs> Improv. <laughs> Hi, Katie. <laughs> so glad you're here. Oh, it's Stephanie. Hi, uh, Stephanie. <laughs> I do a lot of these. So, Stephanie. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, great. Um, I'll call you what I want to call you. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. So I'm looking at your wall now. Yeah. I don't know how I got your room. No, I, but, it doesn't uh, matter. I'm I not asking that, any I questions. I see that they're not all me. And I'm oh. wondering why you have Jonathan Taylor Thomas up on the wall. Well, um, I was a Tim Allen fan before I was a Keegan fan. Okay. And so anything, to, you know, Tim Allen kind of put his stamp on JTT. Okay. But if I can be honest, like, if you want me to take it down, I'll take, I'll take it down. I don't, I don't even care. I don't even like that poster. Me, it would make me feel more comfortable okay, since well, I'm in your room. It's off. And other things can be off. But it's, hey, um, well, the lights, you pervert. Moving. Jesus. <laughs> Boy, this is really going <laughs> south real quick. I think we should stop. Thank you. Thank you so much for responding. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dude, what, is, what is it with that bye that, that happens with girls? But 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 right? <laughs> bye. Uh, well, you know what? That's your goal as a father is to stop your daughter. She's from already doing your, it. She goes really. What? Yeah. so I've already failed. Break that. Break that. Dude, um, I can't even tell you how awesome this was. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, you're, uh, you know, this and, was a really great and chat. For all you've done uh, just uh, in your professional life, but all, but also in your personal life uh, with the church and helping people. And yeah, having, man, you've given a lot to the world. And it, 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 it's really cool to see, uh, to, to tie it all in, to, to, to see something come full circle that way. So uh, just want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for being on this podcast. And uh, thank you for making my sister's dreams come true. I'm sure. <laughs> well, dude, he sent a birthday your, yeah. to, uh, video to my sister on her birthday. Like, oh, that's right. She... Yeah. 
lost her shit, dude. Oh, and it's like, so, I mean, like, just a, and I felt weird asking, but I was like, dude, I'm just, you don't ask, you don't get, throw, like, throw it out lat, there. worst he's going to say is like, hey, man, I don't do birthday videos. I'm not doing your podcast now either. Fuck off. Sincerely, Keegan. And I would be like, all right, at least or, I got the email. Or, or I'll say, you know, Venmo me five bucks. And yeah. I'll, that <laughs> yeah, been, yeah. That and I would have really... done that too, you know? Good night, everybody. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Bye-bye. bud. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.